Welcome back to another episode of the Balance of Sam podcast. I am so, so happy you're here. My name is Sam, if you don't know that already, and I'm going to be giving you mindset shifts to lose weight so you can become the most confident and unstoppable version of yourself in work and life. Seriously, I'm just going to be giving you doses of realness and reminders of how badass you already are. And so I'm really excited that you're spending time here and I appreciate you and love you so much. Now let's dive into the episode. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back, everyone, to an episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. On today's episode, I have a very, very, very special guest. She is also an online coach, and she is one of the most wonderful people I have ever had the chance of knowing. Um, she has so many great qualities, and one of them being just ruthful honesty and fun and kind of just like showing up in your life and making you feel good. And that person is... Marcy Nevin. Hi, Marcy. Hi, friend. So, thank you for, for that introduction. You just really made me feel good. I'm blushing over here. Oh. <laughs> you guys, I can see her blushing and it's real. I, I really am. No, she's in a cavernous cave as we're recording this. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, I'm so happy that we could do this. And um, today's episode, everyone, is all about the topic of manifestation. And the reason why I wanted to have Marcy on the show to talk about this is because her and I were actually, I think we, I think maybe I introduced you to the woman that introduced us to manifestation. Um, but both of us had dabbled in this topic a little bit before starting to do our own work. Um, and if you're wondering what manifestation is, Really, it's just asking for what you want and being super clear and super specific. And I wanted to have Marcy on because Marcy actually came to me as something I asked the universe for last year. Uh, I don't know if she knows this actually, but <laughs> at the beginning of twenty, <laughs> the beginning of twenty nineteen, I was determined to meet high level coaches and people that just had like great great content and great following and just like we're super authentic. And so I literally wrote down on a piece of paper, I need to find my tribe. Like I was like, I just literally asked the universe. I'm like, bring me people that are going to help me level up, help me see my shit, you know, like just make me better. Um, and I want my quote unquote tribe. Like I didn't, I didn't felt like I didn't have a tribe last year. I felt very alone in all I was doing. And I, I wasn't friends with her. I wasn't friends with like Sarah or Kim or anyone that I do the podcast with or really anyone in the space. And so I asked for this thing and what ended up happening was I reached out to Marcy and told her how cool I thought she was and in her DMs. And now she's one of my best friends. <laughs> It's amazing how that happens, right? I will never forget where I was when I got that message. I was, I was like about to fall asleep. So 
it was late. I mean, it was late for me. I'm like, what the hell is this girl doing up at like 1230 at night messaging me? <laughs> girl crushing. <laughs> but I was flattered nonetheless. So yeah, we went back and forth for a while and it was really nice to have someone do that. And even though we didn't really know each other, I think I knew of you because I had seen your infographics. I knew that you had shared mine. I likely had shared yours at some point, but we didn't really know each other on a personal level yet. And I just had a lot of respect for you because it's like, you know, this is ballsy. I, <laughs> I have met quite a few people in the online space just because I've been in it for so long now, whether it's as a coach or just someone who was following other coaches' programs and meeting people really through seminars and forums and places like that. But I don't think I ever, unless it was reaching out to someone for actual coaching, I never reached out to another person to be like, hey, I really admire you and respect you. And like, will you be my friend? <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of what you did. And now here we are. But it just, it goes to show that when you have that level of really self-worth and, and you want something and you put yourself out there that good things can come of it. And it's, there's that quote, it's like, you know, you just have to ask what's the worst that could happen. And the person could say no. And that really is it, you know? And it's like, okay, so that didn't work out, but what would happen if you put it, put yourself out there and the person said yes to whatever you were asking and it does develop into something really wonderful and an experience or a relationship that truly changes your life. And I can say with, uh, you know, complete honesty, my relationship with Sam has been completely transformative. It and, sounds like we're dating. I love this. Yeah. She is my secret. <laughs> 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 if I was to swing the other way, Samantha, you'd be, yeah. Hey. <laughs> no, like we live on completely opposite ends of the country from one another. And we still have this like unbreakable bond. This just kind of, I think, internal intuitive knowing in a sense, like about each other and what the other is feeling and experiencing and all that. And it has been amazing. She's been my biggest support system. She is an expander for me, which we'll get into a little bit more. And really just one of the best friends I have ever had in my life. So. Oh God. Well, <laughs> I'm not just saying this because it's your podcast. <laughs> well, I love you and I'm so happy you're here. And I feel like there's no better person to dive into such an amazing topic with because you guys if you do not currently know what manifestation is your world is about to be fucking rocked and secondly we're going to give you the tools and kind of the lowdown on what it is how to do it and how to really just like get what you want out of life i think that is something that i've realized is actually how i help my clients the most is like just helping them see that they can have whatever they want they just have to ask for it. Like if, if you don't have the clarity, if you don't have the specificity, if you're not clear on what you want, then you'll never get it. It's like just getting super clear with those goals. So I think as we head into 2020, I wanted to do this episode at the early part of the year so that you can really start to like get clear and like, you know, like when's the last time you asked yourself, what do I want? Mm -hmm. You know, like we don't often, I, I mean, I had to do that. I had to make myself do that 
recently and it, it was like weird You're like oh I don't know it kind of can feel like scary you know yeah and to be absolutely unapologetic about it that's what's most important I think because so often we are afraid to ask what we want because we don't want to rough fe- ruffle feathers we don't want to lose relationships it's so much easier just to keep the peace and maintain status quo even if we may be a little bit miserable inside and we know that there is so much more available to us so much more that we want to dive into that we want our life to be and it really well one it comes down to first knowing that you're worthy of it and then getting clear and actually asking for it and then starting to take the steps to to truly manifest it yeah yeah I think that we should talk first though, like about what I would call the new age form of manifestation, which is where I know I went wrong. I'm sure you did too, Sam. And I think a lot of people go wrong and that would be like the book, the secret. So it's a great starting point, but I, I actually have not read the secret. I just know the basic principles of it. So let's say you were trying to call in a a partnership, like a, a romantic relationship. They would tell you, you know, just like, look in the mirror and say like, I'm worthy of it and I'm lovable and I'm beautiful as a way to make yourself believe that you are. And that is fine, but it's very surface level. And then like the next step would be set yourself or set your life up in a way that you are creating space for that. So maybe you set an extra, you know, placemat at the dinner table where that partner would sit. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I, I would hear that stuff. I'm like, oh my God, like, and even like get into the feeling of what you want, which I do like that. And I will touch on something in regards to that a little bit later, but, um, you know, I was kind of taught this concept of it's called be, do, have. So, so many people, they want to do the things to become the person that they want to be so they can have the life that they want to have when really it needs to be the other way around. You have to first be that person and act as if, mm. and then you do the things and then you can have the things. Um, and yeah, I was I love that. that. Yeah. I first learned that concept about five years ago. And then one of my lifting coaches a couple years back, he talked about it a lot. And then I hired a business coach in the beginning of 2019. And that's kind of what our program was based around was the speed you have. The only thing I didn't like about it is I felt as if I had to be positive all the time. Mm. And I just don't think that's realistic. Yeah. So, um, this manifestation that we're going to be talking about, it kind of allows you to like feel your feelings and have those highs and lows and know that you are not blocking your manifestation process by being like real and honest and vulnerable and having that actual human experience, which is very normal and natural, especially when you're trying to call in, you know, bigger things into your life. Um, so yeah, that's my only issue with this new age manifestation is it's a little too surface level and it doesn't really require you to do a whole lot of work. It's like, yes, you can speak, you can try to speak it into existence. You can say the affirmations, you can meditate on it and, you know, visualize yourself driving around in that fancy car or having that relationship. But at the same time, like you have to do the work. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, I think that's something that I wasn't prepared for when I dove into all this, to be totally yeah. honest. Like, yeah. I didn't know how much shit I had to work through. And I think, like, Marcy and I will maybe share some of the stuff that we've been working through and some of the things that we've wanted to manifest and maybe have already manifested. Um, and whether you use the word manifest or whether you use the word create, it doesn't matter. Like, it's a word, so don't, like, get hung up on this, like, crazy woo-woo word. It's more yeah. just, like, having intentionality behind what you want. So Mm -hmm. having something, being really clear on it and asking for it, whether it be writing it down, saying it out loud, a combination of the two, which we would probably recommend. Um, and just getting really fucking clear on it because if you aren't clear, then like, you're not going to know where to go. It's like walking around your life and you don't have glasses and you have shit vision and the whole entire world is blurry. Like you need the clarity. So put your fucking glasses on <laughs> and get clear on your goals and what you want. And, you know, something that Marcy touched upon earlier was like embracing that full spectrum of emotion. And I think that that is something that's totally, um, it's starting to make a shift, I think in like the mental health space, but having, like being acknowledging that you know negative feelings right or positive feelings whatever those feelings are feelings are just feelings like whatever Mm -hmm. you decide to associate with those feelings that's on you but feelings are just feelings Mm -hmm. so embracing the fact that you're gonna have days where you feel like shit or that you're lonely or embarrassed or shameful or guilty or sad but you're also gonna have the highs too and so part of what we're gonna be talking about kind of asks you to dig into why you're feeling those things and, and all of your like worthiness, you know, do you actually think you're deserving of the things that you want and really how to like break free of those blocks because you can want all the things in the world. Right. But if you actually don't think you're good enough, right. Or you deserve it, well then you're going to do things to fuck it up. You're going to sabotage yourself. And that was something I was experiencing so much last year, like with my body finances um, in relationships, I would say those are the three main things. And since I've done a lot of the work, um, in kind of digging in and figuring out what all my limiting beliefs were and all the issues around my own self-worth, I have called in a partner who I asked out. So I literally quite asked for it and then asked him, um, got out of like a shit ton of debt because I was spending. Cause I felt like I deserved to spend it, which that's such a like back you know, it's such an ass backwards way of thinking of it, but I didn't really know any different. And then, um, binge eating with like, you know, I was doing well, so I would like reward myself and then it would turn into this like full blown fuck it fest. So, you know, if you can relate to any of those, then this episode I think is going to help you dig into what's going on and how to get clear on what you want and then go fucking do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. So let's talk about, um, how, to do it quote unquote um like how we manifest and maybe we kind of do it in different ways or what our you know our approach to it is but how do you kind of like get clear on what you want or um what do you do for that okay so the manifestation process that i have been using currently which i really resonate with it's the first thing that's actually made logical sense to me And because this format, this process is actually rooted in neuroscience, not just woo-woo, like feel good, um, like I said, affirmations, visualizations, things like that. And you are the person who 
uh, not put me in touch with, but like introduced you to, yeah, like brain fog moment, introduced me to this woman and you sent me her account on Instagram and I just like went down the rabbit hole for hours. I was like, oh my gosh, this woman is amazing. Her name is Lacey Phillips. Her company is called To Be Magnetic and she has a three-step manifestation process. So the first is you have to rewire your subconscious mind and that is what Sam was talking about in terms of overcoming your limiting beliefs and why you feel you are not worthy of calling in what it is that you want. And there are many ways to do that. I have been actually like, I'm a part of Lacey's program right now. So she has these meditations, she calls them deep imaginings, where you actually kind of get into a meditative hypnotic state and you rewire your subconscious mind and um, establish new neuro pathways. Like I know that all sounds very scientific. I was but, like, oh my God, what are we? <laughs> uh, but it's it basically just like kind of trying to erase all of those, those memories, those thoughts, those beliefs from your past, which most often were developed in childhood because that is when we are more, we're like sponges and we are like in this subconscious state. And so we just absorb everybody else's opinions and beliefs. And then we start to take those on as our own and we carry them with us into adulthood. And that is what keeps us stuck. So it's like the first step of the process is to kind of rewire the brain and, and believe that you are actually worthy of calling in and creating what it is that you want. Second step of the process is to find expanders. And this is something I really like. And I naturally already had quite a few expanders in my life before I started this process, but I just didn't really, I didn't call them that. Um, So all an expander is, is somebody who has what you want. So they're, you know, one step, a couple steps ahead of you. So for example, um, if I was trying to build a successful online business, I would find someone who was similar to me. So they had a, a similar background. It wasn't anything that like this person uh, was just handed the business or like they were completely different than me. Like, um, you know, maybe like a similar economic background or educational background, whatever, but they have created what it is that I want. And I look to them not to compare, but to see what is possible. So I was saying a little bit earlier, you know, Sam is an expander for me because a limiting belief or a story that I told myself for a really long time is I'm not creative. And Sam definitely is like, she's got these beautiful infographics and she's really good at like design and, you know, creating visuals and things like that. So she is an expander. She's an expander for me. She's an expander in terms of like, everything that she has going on in her business, you know, two podcasts and her coaching and she speaks and she has a membership site. And, you know, so just to like, see what is possible in terms of like the business side of things. So finding those people who show you what is possible in your life. And then the third step uh, of the process that I'm doing is passing tests. So, you are always going to be given tests in your life that basically like test your self-worth and that come in to see if you are actually in your worth so that you can 
manifest what it is that you're, you desire. So I'll use dating for an example. Maybe you're desperate to find a partner and in the past, especially if you have low self-worth and maybe you don't believe that you are worthy of calling in your ideal partner, you will date people and get into relationships where you just settle for crumbs and like a half-assed person. So maybe you or, were- I will um, say, I say, I will say that like you, it might not even be like a shit person. It might be just like less than yeah, you yeah. It could be like 90%, but you- well, there's still something missing. Yes. So and that's, that's like any, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So like, like maybe you write down a list of everything that you want, like tall, dark, and handsome, and they've got a stable job and a great family and they like dogs and you know, whatever. Um, they love green smoothies. <laughs> right. Like all that stuff. And, and that's the thing is like, you can have all of that. You absolutely can. You just have to believe that it's possible. So if all you want is a relationship and you're not yet in your worth and you're not passing tests, then maybe you go on a date with somebody and, oh, there's a few red flags or they don't like dogs. They like cats, but, oh, he's really cute. And I really just want to be with someone. So I'll let that go. You know? So you would not have passed that test. <laughs> that would have been settling. Right. So that is essentially the, the three steps of, of the process that I have been going through. Yeah. And I think I'm, I mean, I've been doing the same thing and it's, the cool thing about it is like, it's a constant process because for me anyways, like anytime a limiting belief has come up, which I have a lot of them, I'll share some of them. Like one of them is like, I'll never fit in. I think I've talked about this a lot on my own podcast and our decades of strength podcast and I won't fit in. So anytime I, I feel that coming up or like resurfacing, I have to remind myself like, yeah, that's probably a good thing. You know, like uh, I meant to stand out. Like I, I have started to see the, the strengths of that limiting belief and not let it limit me, but rather have it empower me. Right. Mm -hmm. Or like if I haven't felt good enough around a certain thing, figuring out why that is the case. Like who once told me I wasn't creative enough or like who once told me I wasn't fit enough or I wasn't fast enough. And then kind of decode that and decide on that day, okay, and this is a term that Marcy has said to me, like, you get to rewrite your story, right? So it's like, if that's the story I've been telling myself, like, I'm not fit enough, which is one that I still, still struggle with, you know, like way back when, when I, someone told me that once, um, that's something that doesn't just go away. You can't just like erase that thought, right? But what you can do is create a new story that ends up becoming much louder in your, in your head, right? And it starts to dictate the actions towards that fit person or believing that you are fit enough to have the body you want or whatever, you know, or being able to be lovable enough to have the relationship you want or being able to have financial freedom, whatever the thing is that you're looking for, actually believing that you deserve it. Because I think like it's something that I didn't even realize was getting in my way uh, before I started all this work was like, oh my God, my beliefs like totally dictated my results, right? Like your self-worth totally is equal, like is in line with your results. So if you have shit results in a certain area of life, that means you probably just don't think you're worthy of having the success in that area of life. And I yeah. think- And then you're going to sabotage. Right. And, and so the sabotage could come in like, I mean, there's so many ways that you can sabotage your, your progress or your success in whatever area. But I mean, we listed a few of them earlier with like spending because you think you deserve it, right? Eating because you deserve it. Uh, you know, 
like being a psycho in a relationship because you're like, oh, I got this guy. Now I can treat him like shit. It's like, no, no, no. Like the, the limit of your success does not end unless you tell it that it will. You know, it's like really, truly believing that there's always going to be more. It's like that thought, those thoughts of abundance. Um, but I think one of the things that Marcy talked about, she talked about rewiring your subconscious and um, like the, the concept of neuroplasticity. And it's, it's, if you guys think about like any habit that you have, right? Like you brush your teeth before bed, you don't really think about that. Right. But it's just kind of like ingrained in your brain. It's the same. It's that's, that works the same way that this does. Whereas if you, if you believe X, then Y will happen. Right. So it's kind of the same thing. Like, Oh, if I go to bed, I have to brush my teeth before. So it's just like the, the subconscious mind is kind of running in the background. And so if you can work on what those thoughts are in the back of your head, right? Like 95% of our thoughts are subconscious and, and they dictate our actions. If you can work through that shit, that's bogging you down, then chances are you've just been in your own way the whole time. And you actually are capable of so much more than you ever previously may have thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that we should tell the story because you touched on it a little bit earlier and we are coming up on the one year mark of really your life completely turning around and shifting for the better. So you had reached out to me in November of 2018 yeah. for accountability with your nutrition because you were still periodically um, experiencing binging episodes and you just wanted my accountability to help you overcome that. And you have been doing really well. Like we just basically, because this was all, I was just getting into um, like self-sabotage and upper limit syndrome and all that. So I wasn't really talking to you about it yet. And I was just focusing more on, well, Sam, I think that you work too hard you do too much, like you're on the go all the time. You're not really like giving yourself anything in return. You're not slowing down to just be. Mm-hmm. And the only fulfillment that you have in life at this point is food. So it's like once you come off that high uh, or that adrenaline rush of just like busting your ass all day with work, then there's not a whole lot of like joy in your life. Like you weren't with Kurt at the time. Um, I think you were maybe feeling a little bit lonely because you were just starting to have more relationships with like females and all that. So there was kind of an emptiness. There was a void and you were filling that with food. Um, I was like, okay, like let's practice self-care. Let's practice slowing down. Let's, you know, just like all like the basic things. Right. But not really digging into the deeper stuff of self-worth and like why self-sabotage was happening. So you did pretty well with that for a while. And then you reached out to me the day after the Super Bowl because you went to a party and it did not end well. And you sabotaged big time. Mm-hmm. And that, so you called me the next day. We talked about it. And we really started to dig into, all right, why, why is this happening? And we talked for about an hour. And right as like the conversation was kind of wrapping up, and we had uncovered quite a bit, I said to you, I was like, who in your life made you feel that you weren't good enough or that you weren't able to achieve this physique that you work so hard to create? And you went silent. I 
pretty sure you started to cry. And maybe I will let you tell the rest of the story because that's, I truly believe that's what turned things around for you. Yeah, I think, well, I think that that question is so powerful and uh, it just kind of hit me very, very deeply because I had just never asked that question. And I think I had been spending my whole life trying to prove myself, right? So like everything I did, and it really came down to my work. So I was like, like Marcy said, I was so overworked and I was doing it to myself, like, cause I wouldn't let myself slow down because I had so much to do and like so many people to help and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, yes, but not at the expense of my own health. And so I think when Marcy asked me that, um, a few things came up, but one of them was, um, an old boss who, who told me once like, oh yeah, Sam, like you're a lot more fit than you look. And, um, and I was like, you know, at the, at the time I didn't really like know what that meant. And it wasn't until like, you know, later that day that I went home and like sat with it. And I was like, she just called me fat. (laughs) Really was what it was. And, you know, I was probably in the peak of my overweight stage at that point. I had like gained a good amount of weight. I weighed like 151 pounds or 152 pounds at 5'2", which, you know, it's it just doesn't look that good on someone that short. And I didn't feel good. Um, and I remember like, you know, that was the fuel to my fire. That was literally that comment, like made me start going to the gym and eating healthy. It was literally her, her comment that started everything for me. Um, and so when I lost all the weight that I did, I guess I just didn't actually believe I was capable of keeping it. Um, and I was so scared of losing my success that I ended up fucking it up. And so my binge eating was my way of sabotaging and getting myself to get back to that place I was for like that I was familiar with, which was not having the success. Like I was just more familiar with lack of success. And so that's what my ego was trying to like bring me back to. When Marcy asked me that, I was like, holy shit, like this makes so much sense. I had just never actually asked myself that question. And when she did, I literally like fell on my kitchen floor or like, I was like slouched on the counter. I remember and I was just like crying. I'm like, what the hell? And, but it was one of those moments that I will never forget because you know, if she hadn't asked me that, and if I hadn't reached out to her to like, just to be my accountability, like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Like my coaching has shifted into this space because I realized that that's why we all don't achieve what we set out to achieve because we just don't think we're good enough or worthy enough to achieve it. And Marcy and, and I now both like coach everyone on like helping them actually see their shit, you know, like that's my, that is the space in which you can put in some work and get a lot of results. Mm-hmm. You just gotta work through that story. And so I think like one of the first things you can do is uh, get a piece of paper and pen and write the shit down. And it's basically write down all of the reasons why you don't think you can, right? Or that you're not good enough. Um, what are, you know, what are those things? What are those fears? Because once you can start to acknowledge them and to see them on paper, you'll start to see like, they're bullshit. You know, like they're not real. They're just like these lies in your head. And when you can start to commit to that new version of you, it's like, oh my God, it opens a world of possibility. You know, like, like I said, I, I felt like I couldn't fit in. I felt like I wasn't good enough. 
um, or I was, I wasn't fit enough. And so those were my three big ones, like just never being good enough. Like my perfectionist all the time rearing its head, you know? Um, yeah. So what about you, Marcy? What are your, some of your limiting beliefs? Yeah. So I call it, you know, my limiting belief, my core wound also is that I am not worthy of being seen and I always live in other people's shadows. So I remember when I was a kid, I had like some family friends or uh, not my siblings, my brother's quite a bit older, but um, like cousins, that kind of thing who I always felt like got more of the attention and no one ever really cared about me. No one ever paid attention to me. My dad, when I was growing up, he was a competitive, like fast pitch softball player. And he traveled the country doing that. I mean, for much of my life, like he just quit a couple of years ago and yeah, he traveled all around and he won national championships and he was really, really good. And then he went on to coach, other girls and coach at the high school. And I was like an okay athlete, but I was never like that great. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it was just, I could never like live up to my potential or I was never as good as other people. So, um, I think that is kind of my issue and it's, I mean, I'll be honest, like it has carried with me through, like into my thirties. So the last relationship that I was in, which, I mean, I'm just going to be honest, like ended this past week. I, I met this person and I thought that he was everything that I wanted. And I met him about five months after I had gotten, um, a divorce or that I was separated from my husband. And I'll never forget when he stepped out of the car, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is my person. And that is a red flag. First of all, um, that like really intense chemistry can be a sign that like, of what's called the trauma bond. So you're, cause we all have our shit and we all have baggage that we bring into our relationships. Like unless we are super conscious and aware and really doing the work to heal, which most of us are not, I feel. Unless you are Buddha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like, you know, as like a collective right now, like we are stepping into that, what is, which is wonderful. Yeah. And people are really starting to look at themselves, their past traumas and uh, their childhood experiences and how, that has shaped them and they are, they're working through all that baggage. But I kind of started the personal development thing when I met him, but I still had a lot of low self-worth, especially having a marriage that ended. And my self-worth was like so wrapped up in like what my body looked like. And if I was in a relationship and when that ended, I, I was completely devastated. Like I just remember feeling like I got punched in the gut and like so sick to my stomach. And it was, it was awful. Um, and then I met this other person thinking that he was everything I wanted and going back to the list, like in a lot of ways he was, he had many of the qualities that I was looking for, but maybe not all of them. And he was a competitive power lifter, which was very appealing to me because he was, you know, big and he was strong and he could take care of me. And like, I thought that it was really like enticing, but it just once again was me living in somebody else's shadow because he got so much attention. Like everything he touched turned to gold. He squatted a thousand pounds and just like everything always went his way. And that was not the case in my life. Like I've always had to work really, really hard for success that I have. Um, 
not to work hard for that, but, but yeah, I just felt overshadowed in the relationship and I kind of sabotaged it as a result. So it's almost like I, I felt so familiar. That story was so familiar for me that it just was what was natural. So I got myself into this relationship where I didn't feel seen, not really because he didn't make me feel seen just because of who he was. Um, I often was, uh, no one just really cared like what I was up to. It was like, Oh, Jeff, tell us about your lifting. And like, how much did you squat this time? You know, all of that. And no one would even ask about me. So like, I'm over here eating my soup. Why don't you guys ask me what I'm doing? <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was so sad. And, and so finally, like after it was probably only like six months ago, to be honest, when I really began this manifestation process and started to uncover all those limiting beliefs that I realized, all right, I am worthy. Um, I am deserving of being seen. I do have a lot of like really great qualities about me and why the fuck am I settling for, for less than I want? Um, yes, I love it. Ah! Yeah. yeah. So, um, and it, it's just crazy. Like this relationship, like it hasn't ended completely. Like it's kind of one of those like separations or maybe like a break for us to take some time apart and reflect on what we really want, heal some more of our issues that we're continuing to come up in the context of the relationship. And then maybe like, if we're meant to be, we'll come back together, but it is night. Like the feelings that I have about this ending is completely different than how I felt when my marriage ended. When my marriage ended, like, yes, I had like good habits to fall back on, which is why I think that like, I didn't gain a bunch of weight. I didn't like fall into a major depression. Like I just kind of kept doing what I always did. And that is what helped me through. But I still, there were days when I felt like, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to go on? And with this situation, I'm almost like excited about the possibilities that are now open to me. Um, and yeah, what could possibly come out of it, which is incredible. It's like, yes, I'm grieving. Yes, there's sadness, but I now know that I am worthy of everything that I want, that I'm calling in. And there's like this joy of possibility amongst a little bit of sadness. Yeah. I love that. I think the word, well, first I want to acknowledge your honesty about this whole situation because it's obviously, it's a hard thing to talk about, like anything, anything that you're going through and you're still like in the thick of it. So, um, yeah. And, and I, I think you're right though. I think like this is, it could be seen as like a lot of sadness and I think there's sadness to be acknowledged, but it's also like room for, for more amazing, like what an amazing opportunity to be able to see like what else is out there, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think only that's only possible when you can see the world with the view of abundance. Like there's so much more, there's so many opportunities. There is, you can like, there's 8 billion people on the planet. Right. But like, if you feel like, Oh, I'm never going to meet anyone else. Oh my God. Like, uh, you know, then it can feel not good and not full of joy and not full of opportunity. So I think, you know, you, you say that, but it's like, Oh, but there's also a whole set of beliefs behind you that allows you to say that with that freedom. Right. And like experience that joy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so 
Yeah. And the whole reason for that is because my self-worth is no longer wrapped up in somebody else, you know? So it's like, okay, if, if this wasn't, if this didn't work out, if this wasn't meant to be, then that's okay. Because it's like, it's like this or something more. And now I can see that there is, that there is something more out there. And if I just hold strong to like knowing that I am worthy of that, then, you know, it will come eventually. And then I'm okay being alone. Yeah. Right. Like I don't need to, um, I mean, being in a relationship is wonderful and I hope that like maybe this will work out and it'll be great and we'll be stronger than ever. Maybe it won't. And we realize like we're better apart and I, I don't need, I don't feel that desire to just like go and jump into the next relationship as soon as possible to feel whole and complete like I did the last time. And I think that's why maybe this relationship did not go well, kind of like from the beginning, like, cause I brought a lot of my baggage into it um, because I had not yet healed and grown as a person before I started dating again. Yeah. I think you touched on a really awesome point about like, you know, dictating your self-worth on someone else. Um, and for me, my, I've actually never experienced that in relationships. Like it's, I've never, I spent most of my life being single because I didn't want to settle for someone, somebody like less than I deserved, which I don't know if that was just because that was modeled to me in my, um, in my mom and dad or in a, I've had a really, a good amount of expanders in my life with great relationships. And so I saw what was possible and I, I saw my parents, stay married and they're still married and yeah, they have their shit. Right. But they mostly, they're mostly doing the thing, you know, like they're in the Bahamas right now living their freaking life. But like, I, I guess I saw it was possible for me to meet someone that I wanted. And I, so I didn't settle. And so I, like I said, I spent a lot of my life single, but I think an area where I did devote so much of my self-worth was with my work, which is hence why I was working like a psycho person. Like I was you know, as an entrepreneur working by themselves, I was probably working a hundred hours a week, you know, like Ugh. that's not healthy. And I went from working 80 hours a week in a salary job when I was an architect and like, that's not healthy. And it was to like prove I was good enough and to like prove I was smart enough and like talented enough and like dedicated enough and all the enoughs because I myself didn't feel enough. So I had to prove it to someone else to get that validation because I didn't feel it deep within. And in the same way, like with my body, you know, like I dictated so much of my worth on my physical appearance that I spent so much time like working out and being obsessive and like training like a crazy person once again, you know, like working out seven days a week, going hard all the time. And, um, it, for what, you know, like to injure myself and to end up binge eating because I was doing so much that I didn't even have time to breathe or slow down. And once I started to see like, wait a second, like what happens, right? Like, and this is extreme, but like, I like to use extreme examples just to show you it's like, okay, what happens if like, I lost both of my arms, right? And like, I couldn't do my work and I, obviously my appearance changed. Like uh-huh. I would still be me. Right. And, and I had to be like, Whoa, like, wh- like, what would I do? Like my identity would be gone. And that's when I realized like I had put all my self-worth in things external to me. Like I wasn't even, I, I didn't even know who I was. And so having that realization of like, what happens if like my limbs were just taken from me, you know, like what happens if like, I don't know, something crazy happened. Like I would have to 
get grounded in who I truly am, like on the inside. And as like cheesy as that may sound to you right now, it's really the only thing that has allowed me to like break through this shit and like not sabotage anymore in any area of my life. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's a, it's a feeling that's, that Marcy talked about, like that joy. And it's this like, it's this joy that is so indescribable and exciting to know like anything I want, literally I can get. And it's like, it gets me all excited because I'm like, oh my God, like I just made my 2020 vision board. Like I have big things I want to do. And I think a past version of me, not so recent past either, like a year ago, wouldn't have truly believed she was able to do that stuff. And now I'm like, oh, fuck that, bitches, we're going. Like I have so much faith in myself. And honestly, that's like you have to you can't have any doubt or fear and that's the only thing that will kill your dreams is doubt or fear because you'll either fuck it up you'll be too scared to do it you'll be too scared to ask you know like it's this it's this deep like in my soul like yes like fuck yeah (laughs) well I think like I think you can have fear but you have to step into it like that's where the magic really happens is when you're like okay this feels fearful because it is like so far out of my comfort zone but once you do it, it is, there's no better feeling. Like you literally feel like you are on top of the world and you are unstoppable when you step into that fear and you realize like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And like, now look, um, right. it, like it just confirms, right? It's, it's yeah. very confirming when you do that. And now, and it gives you evidence like, okay, I can do the hard thing. It wasn't so bad. Look what resulted. And now I can do the next hard thing. And yes. that's like, that's how you really get what you want. It's just like a culmination of all like the little things that add up. For sure. It's like that trust muscle. I think we've talked about mm-hmm. it too. It's like, if you see that you can, that you've gotten through a hard thing, then you can get through another hard thing. And mm-hmm. literally it's just like domino effect of accomplishing little hard things that eventually you get to the end of your life and you're like, I just showed up and did the hard things and I kept doing them and now I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that will make or break you. Like, do you decide to do the hard thing? And it may be scary, right? But it's not going to kill you. You know, like, I think you, we started off the episode saying like, what's the worst that can happen? And I think that's a question I use to guide myself to in anything is like, if I'm scared, right? Or if I ask, if I'm asking the universe, whatever, if I'm writing down what I want, and it scares me. It's okay that I'm scared, but it's like separating myself from the fear and just being like, okay, I can be scared, right? But I can also still do it. And what's the worst that can happen, right? Like I'm probably not going to die. And that's usually, that's the only way that I probably won't do something is like, am I going to die? Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's interesting because like going back to being like a people pleaser and doing like all these things for validation, like that was me as well. Uh, I was a total people pleaser for so many years because that's where my self-worth came from and my body. So like you, I used food, I used exercise to control how I looked, thinking that's how I would get love. And oh my gosh, did I learn that lesson the hard way multiple times that (laughs) it is not the case. Um, And then again, like, because I never felt, well, and I, I tried to transform my body because it is like outward appearance, like what people first see. And because my core wound was not being seen, I'm like, okay, well, if I can just, you know, look a certain Mm -hmm. way people are going to acknowledge me and they did to an extent, but like it was never fulfilling enough. 
Um, right. And so then it was like, okay, well, they're not really acknowledging that. So I'm just going to work really hard. I'm just going to do everything for everybody. So I would say yes to everyone. I, I, I could not say no. It was like literally impossible. Um, I remember when the holidays would come around, like I had to take control of everything. So not to toot my own horn, but like, I'm a good cook. I'm a good baker. And I would need to do it all. So I would like, let's say it was Thanksgiving. I would get up in the morning. I would train clients. I would come home. I would cook. I would go to the gym to get my workout in. I would come back. I would cook more. And I couldn't even eat the half of the stuff because of my food intolerances, you know? Um, and, and the week leading up to it, I was like on Pinterest trying to find like the perfect recipe. Like it just, everything had to be like a show. Everything had to be perfection. Um, and that is where I got my like validation of my self-worth. Um, but it, again, it was like, it was never, it was never enough. And I was just always left to feel empty inside. And now it's like, I know that I'm worthy, like just being me. And I, I stopped doing that. It's like the past couple of years, like maybe I'll make one dessert on Thanksgiving because I love to bake, but I don't feel the need to cook the entire dinner and run myself ragged and be exhausted and resentful or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and then like, <laughs> like, um, and then, and say no, uh, another thing like with my work, cause I do still train some clients in person. I had to like raise my rates and I had to change my schedule and I had to say no to people. And I was so afraid of doing that because I was like, I've worked so hard to get here and like build a sustainable, like successful business. And if I say, if I tell a client, Oh, I'm raising your rate after, you know, five years of working with me or no, I can't fit you in on Saturdays anymore. I, for a long time was so afraid of them leaving. And now it's like, all right, like I'm going to do it anyways. And if you leave, you leave. And like the next best thing is going to come. And that is what I want really to leave people with more than anything is just trust that when you step into your power, when you start believing that you are worthy of anything and everything that you desire and you start passing those tests, you say no, you ask for what you want, you put yourself out there, like however that looks for you, you set boundaries. I mean, boundaries are huge. That is sending a signal to the universe that you are deserving of calling in what it is you want. And just you wait because your life is going to change. I promise you. Hell yeah. No, I love that. I think trusting that it's going to be okay, right? Like, I think that's one of the biggest things is just like uh, um, someone that we follow, uh, Nicole LaPerla, the holistic psychologist. If you guys don't follow her, please go do. She is wonderful in creating waves in the mental health and just like wellness space. Um, she talks about the word reparenting and a great way to reparent yourself or to kind of help yourself self-soothe and, and work through stuff, maybe things that you didn't receive from your parents, right, is to remind yourself that it's going to be okay, right, and that you will figure it out. There's nothing you haven't figured out thus far because you're listening. You're here today, right? Like, you made it. And reminding yourself it's going to be okay, even in the times where it feels like it's not, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. And Marcy, you and I just had this conversation the other night when we were on the phone, right? Like, you were talking about getting out of a relationship and not really being sure and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Oh, my apartment and this. Right. And, and like, then, then you sent me that you, uh, you tagged me in something on your story the next morning about your, your mantra. What did you, what did you write down? Do you remember? Oh gosh, I don't, let me see if I can like go into my phone really quick and see if it's still there. I, 
no, it's not. I'm not sure. But basically just saying like, like, don't wait for what you want. Cause like, I'll just tell the story really quick. Um, you know, we're going to like be moving out of our apartment and because we're still in this limbo phase, like, are we going to stay together? Or like, are we going to separate and get back together? It's like, I don't want to go, neither of us want to go and sign a new lease somewhere. So we're all, or both kind of thinking about looking for temporary living situations. And I'm with my parents right now, just until I figure out like what my next step is. And I was just telling Sam, like, I just don't know what to do. Like, I don't want to stay with my parents, but I don't want to like rent a room from a random person. I don't want to sign. She's like, act as if this relationship is over and you are just going to go and live your life how you want to live it. And whatever happens, happens. Like you can figure it out later, but for right now, make the decision from like what is best for you, not what might be best for him and you guys in the future, because you don't know how that's going to play out. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I think and I, really, articulated, I articulated that way better than I did, like in that journal entry that I posted on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could find it. Yeah. So basically, you guys, like, go out there and fucking ask for what you want. Stop waiting for it. Like, I think that's that's the other thing that we're trying to remind you of is like you have to create your own urgency, or else you're going to get to the end of your life and regret it. Right? Like, don't wait until you get X right? Don't wait until you get your body to start going to meet nude people. Like, don't wait until you have a relationship to start working out. Like, stop postponing your happiness until someone someone else or something else happens because it may never happen. Like, you don't even know if you're going to ever meet anyone or if you're going to, you know, like, ever have your body. So, like, what happens if that doesn't happen? Well, you're just never going to be happy? Like, not okay. Well, and that's what we talk about all the time is like finding joy in the process. And I put up a post on Instagram a couple of days ago. Um, Let me see if I can find it really quick. I said, don't be so obsessed with reaching your end goal that you forget to celebrate the small wins and enjoy the process along the way. And it's interesting because like I'm in a fat loss phase right now that hopefully I am at the end of, like I will find out in 20 minutes when I talk to my coach. (laughs) I'm so ready to be done. Uh, and it's like, okay, like I finally have, uh, you know, like separation in my quads, which is great. I've always wanted that, but my shoulders are still too small. Yeah. So it's like, it's never enough. It's never, it's never fucking enough. Like, let me just tell you that right now. It never is. So you have to just, yeah, celebrate what you have accomplished and not to say like, don't be like, be satisfied and like content. Like you can always want more, but just like, don't forget to have gratitude for like what you have achieved. And then yes, like enjoy the process along the way, because like, there's always going to be more to work towards. You're never going to feel like it's enough. You're never going to feel satisfied. And, and yeah, like when you finally reach what you think is your end goal, your final destination, it's just like, all right, what's next now? What? And (laughs) you're on to the next thing. And, but what really, and, and truly to be honest, it's like, I'm a, I'm proud of the physique that I have created in the past six months because it was it was hard work. It really was. Yeah, she looks uh, really awesome. You, oh, you guys, your body changed so much, dude. Yeah, it really did. It was crazy. Um, and where was I going with that? Um, your yeah, like I, I'm I'm pleased with that, but it's it's still not like all that satisfying. It's like, okay, this is cool. But where the true confidence was built in this process is how I showed up for myself 
day after day. Like I just, I did the work even when I didn't want to, like, you know, my relationship ended on Sunday and I was like in the gym on Monday killing it, you know, not like, Oh, I need to wallow in my misery. Like that is the stuff that makes you proud. Like doing it when it's hard, showing up when you don't want to. And yeah, just committing to the process and, and getting better along the way, you know, like that's where you really start to feel good about yourself and gain fun too. It is totally like, yeah, guys, think of a time where you've like done something awesome, right? Like maybe you were, you like had a performance or you like Marcy were in a fat loss phase and you lost the amount of weight that you lost, or maybe you got into a relationship or you planned a big party and the party happened or like you ran a race or something, right? What, what feelings do you experience right after the thing is done? Right. It's almost like, uh, now what? Like, it's literally like the moment, the millisecond after you achieve it, you're already like hungry for the next. And so it's a reminder that like, whatever thing that you think is going to make you happy isn't because you're going to chase something else next. So if you can start to cultivate that happiness within, right? Which is really doing the fucking inner work on yourself and and starting to unpack these beliefs and just be like, you know what? Life is good. I'm grateful. I got a great, I had a great thing going. You know, whatever you have is more than a lot of other people have. Like, and you're alive. So that's, that's a gift in itself. And then every other thing you get to do in life is a bonus. You know, it's like every other accomplishment you get to accomplish is a bonus. You got to do it because you were alive enough to do the thing, you know, or to be the thing. And, and so I think like shifting into that space of like, oh, you know, like, well, maybe when I'm this, like, finally, like, I'll stop complaining. It's like, no, you can stop complaining right fucking now. Like, you have a great life. No, shut up. For sure. I mean, yeah, gratitude really is. It's so important. <laughs> it's not to say you can't have days where you complain, but I make a requirement with myself to have a 90 second pity party and then I move on. Like dwelling on the stuff you don't have or that you haven't accomplished yet, you know? No. Like make that list that we were talking about. Write down, get super clear on all the things you want. Like literally down to, I want to wear a size two pant. Okay, great. Write it down. I want to live in a house with skylights and a, and, um, a green wall and brick, exposed brick and high ceilings. Like this is my house, uh, that I want. Like I have to write that shit down. You know, when I met Kurt before I met him, I wrote down all of the qualities that I wanted in a, in a guy, right? Like, uh, I didn't write about looks, but I wrote about all the qualities I wanted to, to have in this person. And one of them was honesty uh, the second one was vulnerability. And um, a third one was like a love for travel and adventure, right? If I didn't, if I wasn't clear on that, I wouldn't have recognized it or seen what I wanted because I, w- I wasn't even clear on what I wanted. So for you, get clear on your goals or what you want, write it down. And I think Marcy and I think Marcy, but I know I do. I have a manifestation list that I constantly update and I constantly add to. And it's just like a running list on my phone of things I want. It could be things, experiences, people I want to meet. I don't know, any things I want to do. Um, and also a list of expanders. So have your manifestation list and have your expander list. So I have all types of people on there from like Oprah to Shalene Johnson, 
um, to Brene Brown. Like that's a lot of authors and speakers because that's the space I want to step into. And so I spend my time thinking about that and like, oh, I see myself in them. Like little snippets of what they do or say, I'm like, I could do that. And it just shows you what's possible. And then you can also keep track of your tests. The third part, um, you know, what tests have you passed? What, te- what lessons did you need to learn? Maybe five times. Guys, I've had to learn the same lesson like 15 times, you know, like sometimes it just takes a while. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I am learning the same lesson myself as well. It's funny, like when I couldn't sleep last night and I was like kind of reliving like things in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, I have had to learn this lesson like four times. I'm like, when is it gonna like, finally settle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. Like how things come around in circles. Like you think just when you, just when you start nailing something, another thing pops up. It's like, uh, I actually had a, had a thought about this in like my meditation thing I was doing this morning, which was like, um, or like my little journaling. It was like, there's like all these, um, you know, the, like the hedgehog, not the hedgehog, you know, when you like beat the, um, what is it called? That like arcade game with all the like heads that pop up and you try to like wham them, like whack a mole. Yeah, whack a mole. Yes, it's like life is whack a mole, and there's like fifty moles, and they're all like trying to get your attention, and there's like all these things you want to do and all these problems you have to resolve. You know, <laughs> like it's like that's the game of life. Like it's fucking fun. You know, you can see it as a pain in the ass, or you can just see it as like, well, I'm gonna be fine. Like it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna whack these moles you know, mm-hmm. and just like get through it and find ways to make the unenjoyable a little less unenjoyable and make the joyful parts even better. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that analogy. That's really good. Yeah. Well, on that note, I feel like we should, we should wrap up. Um, cause I feel like this has been really helpful to kind of talk through this stuff. And I hope that you guys, as the listeners, like you can start to see this type of stuff we're talking about. And, you know, I think manifestation has this um, kind of aura around it, like this woo-woo, like spiritual, whatever you may think. And I know I felt that way when I first like heard that word. I didn't really know what it meant. Um, and once I dove into it, I was like, oh, it's actually just asking for what you want, you know? And it's like, there's a word that's labeled as that. And, and whether you want to use the word manifestation, whether you want to just say, this is my list of wants, I don't care, right? Like just, but first, the most important thing that you can do from this podcast is write down what you want. Mm-hmm. Like, and like Marcy said, be unapologetic about it. Like it's your life, right? Like you're living your life for you and nobody else. So whether you have to put those boundaries in place, whether you have to say no, it's like at the end of the day, what are you going to regret more? You know? Yep. Exactly. Amen. Oh, Marcy, so where good. can everyone find you on social and what do you, what's, what are you up to in the next few months? And like, tell the people all the things. Yeah. I mean, right now I, uh, what am I up to in the next couple months? Travel really. That's like kind of something that I am very passionate about. And I've been putting on the back burner for really the last gosh, four or five years, if I'm being honest. Um, And it started, like, I really got bit by the bug last year and you and I and Sarah went to Europe and I'm just like, I have got to do more traveling. That is, and my word for the year is freedom. So having the freedom to go and and explore and do those things. So I 
am going down to LA at the end of the month to meet up with a couple girlfriends. Samantha, you're going to be down there. And then we just booked a trip. You're going to come up and stay with me right after that. Yes. I'll have like kind of pretty much like a full week of girl time and just doing fun things like that. And then we're in the process of booking our next trip, not really knowing where we're going to go. Maybe Arizona, maybe Canada. We'll see, but we're going to be somewhere. And then just continuing with building the online business, coaching my clients, doing the podcast, Decades of Strength, which I absolutely love. And and to be honest, like just being open to opportunity. So I'm what's called a non-specific manifester, which we didn't really get into, but uh, there's something called human design. And I know that I do better if I don't, if I'm like clear, but not like super specific. So I want a house with like lots of bright light, but it doesn't have to be I want a house with lots of bright light and a white marble countertop and, you know, like those types of like things. So I'm just letting myself be kind of like open to my manifestations and have things that I know I want to bring in, but just kind of like let the universe guide me along the way and show me where to go next. So I'm really, really excited for this year and I'm excited to have you in my life and to experience all this with. Yes. Oh, yeah. 2020 is already so good. Like we're yeah. not like we're we're just a week and a half in and I feel like there's just a new energy. I don't know. Totally. You know? New energy, man. It feels so good. And I'm so what? stoked for like this podcast and for our podcast and for all the adventuring and opportunity in the year to come and everyone that listens to this podcast like you guys are all part of that like you listening to this episode is probably going to end up sparking you to start asking for what you want and you're going to start getting it because you're asking and it's it's a beautiful thing like that that energy transfer even just through you know just us being in your ears (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, for sure oh well I hope that this was expansive for you guys and that you take to heart what we said if you're struggling with any of it if there's more that you want out of your life if you're if you have that intuition like if you have that intuition it does not lie follow it you know it might be scary but go after what you want because you only get one life and the faster that you can actually you know say no to the things that aren't serving you like you are going to open up way more space for what does I love it. Oh, such great remarks to close it out. Uh, <laughs> we love you guys so much and hope this has been helpful. Thank you so much, Marcy, for taking time and being on. It's been so fun. Um, BFF, just being on the show. Us being ladies. Anytime, my friend. Love you much. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye. Alrighty, that wraps up another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I know this is a longer episode and it felt a little weird to be honest, like going over the hour mark because usually try to keep it short and sweet or under 30 minutes. But today we just like really dug into some stuff and I want to also shout out Marcy for being super vulnerable and honest and sharing herself. I hope that you can relate to parts of this podcast and I hope that these questions and the concept of manifestation has helped you start thinking about what you actually want. You know, so often we don't really ask ourselves that like what do I want? You know, it's it's actually sometimes kind of a big scary question. But Right now, if you're kind of feeling like you're lost in the sea of ideas and you're like, oh my God, I don't know, 
just start writing anything you want down. It doesn't mean that you have to go chase it. And it may actually mean that, you know, maybe in a few months you realize you don't really want that thing anymore. But get it out of your head, right? Just like get it onto paper. You guys know how much I write. Just get that shit out of my mind because it it can consume you. So I recommend... If you haven't already taken notes during the podcast, go get a pen and paper. Just write that stuff down. Get it out of your head. Write down all your dreams. I have this vision board. I'm looking at it right now. It's right in front of me and I see it every day, right? Like one of the things on there is growing my podcast. And so I see it every day and it motivates me because I'm like, wait, I want that. I want to grow this. I want to expand the reach. And so, you know, thank you so much for tuning in, making part of that dream come true you know like you listening is making that possible so i just want to say thank you i appreciate you i love you i'm so happy you are here if you are not subscribed already please do so and if you like their podcast i would so appreciate a review um it helps the podcast grow and as you just heard that's one of my biggest goals in 2020 so i love you and let's talk soon tune in on the next episode and have an amazing week